0: The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. This, I have to miss because I had to work that week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh, Heather, we went last year and Heather actually won a drawing contest. So she got a free booth this year so I only had to pay 40 bucks for the whole weekend.
2: Woo-hoo! And I got so, it for free for the whole weekend because I had the
1: booth. Yay. Yeah, I would have had the other free ticket but no, she had to go and share it with somebody else.
2: Yeah, the person I shared it with was the person who won the writing side contest which is Debbie Dodds, she's the author of uh Amish Guys Don't Call. And it's a new book. Just just <laughs> released. And so Yep, oh, we got to sh- <laughs> Unless it's over the holla Exactly. So um, I have not had the pleasure of reading it yet, but I plan to so I could do a review for her. But um so yeah, I got to share the booth with her for the weekend and I got to go to WizardCon, so yay, see some stuff. Um, unfortunately, I was also sick that weekend, so I wasn't as enthused in doing a lot either. Oh. So I did miss out on a few things.
1: I um, I got to uh, I got I I, I got to do a, a little bit that I wanted to do. Uh, one of the things that I've been trying to do at the past couple of cons, but it hasn't worked out because uh, people. We're doing their own thing and, and not very chatty, but uh, ever since Staring. I yeah, yeah I know okay. right? ever since I saw Stan Lee's like cosplay heroes show and the women on there talked about uh, female cosplayers being harassed and uh, the whole concept of cosplay does not equal consent you know wearing revealing outfits and women getting harassed and whatnot. <laughs> And I I paired that with another question that I had some curiosity about. Um, So I got to talk to a lot of women cosplayers at Wizard World, and uh, they all had some pretty cool answers. Hmm. Um, But the two questions were, as a woman, what is the appeal of cosplaying a male character? And the second one was, had they experienced any of the harassment that you ha- can read about online or have seen in shows like stanley's cosplay heroes hmm. and uh, the, uh, by and large for the second one i'm going to start with the second one here in portland uh, the answer was no uh pretty pretty much portland i guess is is pretty cool uh, out of the well, we do two dozen s- women or so that i talked about i talked to uh, only two of them said that they had experienced, and it was more along the lines of guys being very attentive to their physical forms uh, in disturbing ways. Uh, basically the unabashed stare at the rack that is almost poking out of the top of the cosplay outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, one of those junior highs. Don't, yeah,
2: yeah. Keep in mind. Um, after I've also spoken to a few myself and found out that there's supposed to be signs somewhere at the WizCon giving people notice that you know, respect people some kind of form of saying respect people and how they're cosplaying and it is okay to say no if you don't want your pictures taken yeah. uh, kind of stuff. So it sounds like over the last few years it has become safe for people to dress however you want at a Wisconsin without the harassment. Now, unfortunately there is nothing you can do about some guy or girl oogling you. Yeah, you know?
0: especially, especially uh, you
2: know. Yeah. So there's not yeah, much I'm you kidding. can do about that, and if you don't Same like topic. it, don't wear it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the, the second gal who said that yes, here in Portland she had, said that somebody had grabbed her ass when she was wearing a particularly revealing cosplay outfit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And But that that was pretty much it. Now, outside of Portland, the women who said, yeah, I've been all over doing cosplay, and yeah, uh, in L.A., uh, apparently uh, a few years back, uh, I guess it was a big deal, a a lot of harassment in the big L.A. con. I'm Um, always, you know, I'll tell you what, out of all
0: the conventions I've been to where you see, like, really um, intense cosplay. mm -hmm. Some some people come up with some pretty cool shit. I'm always enamored with the whole... uh, you know the fact that a lot of these people are making their own costumes from scratch. Yes. Oh know. yeah. Oh yeah. Like you... especially like especially a lot of the women I, I run mm-hmm. across they always like a lot of them are just homemade like a lot of the
1: weapons. Oh yeah. A lot of the um, a lot of the attire and it's super neat. You know, it's like it was very cool. One of the women that I actually talked to. Um, and I mean, she pulled it off brilliantly. It was the question leading into my second question is yeah. what is the appeal of cosplaying a male character for a woman? And for her, um, uh, she was wearing head to toe a complete, gorgeously made Loki outfit. Uh, Loki, Marvel Comics, Thor's brother, Loki. You showed me on, yeah, uh, yeah I've showed the picture. And her outfit, it wasn't the traditional. Loki outfit, Um, the horns were It was definitely tailored for a female Yeah, it was tailored for a female, and the horns instead of being gold, looked like they were made out of black feathers it was extremely cool Hmm. and the armor, golden scale that went down, and it was not an actual revealing outfit, she was pretty much covered from head to toe, and it was very cool, and the way she carried herself while in the outfit, she looked like an empress just walking around the way and she played it brilliantly Uh, and I asked her, uh, her answer to this was, uh, that even though it is a comic book character and in the comic book the character is male, uh, mythologically, Loki is an androgynous character. He, uh, is actually, uh, uh, been female quite a few times and have mythologically given birth to a few monsters, like Fenrir... Uh, he's he's the mother. Of, he is the mother of Slipnir Ordin's horse. So hmm. for her, you know, taking the mythological aspect and drawing it into the comic book, and so that was an answer that I wasn't expecting, in that uh, from a cosplayer, yeah. um, taking it uh, to that level, you know, for her, because most of the other answers it was pretty standard. It was. Uh, To connect to the character they like the character they want to connect to the character and it doesn't matter men You know men women they should you know it's not a it's it for them. It's not a gender thing for them It's a fan thing yeah, Uh, and that was that was by and large the the answer I got Uh, uh, Our Loki cosplayer hers like I said was mythological Uh, another one uh, and she gave me her card uh, was doing Freddy Krueger. I love those, yeah. And you can see her at the Kit Kat Club here in Portland. Um, And uh, I wanna say her name was Misty, Mystic, something like that, I'd have to look at the card. Um, But for her, it was also similar. Freddy was a dream. And could be whatever he wanted. And uh, apparently, even though I haven't seen the Freddy movies... He has been a woman. He has been a woman. So for her, it was like, Freddy Krueger is a dream, and I'm playing my fandom dream, is what she said. So, uh, you know, those two were the ones that stood out for me on it. Honestly, the ones I always thought were the coolest were probably, um, like,
0: video game cosplay characters were, like, female Link. Yeah, seen those. I always liked those. So like for some reason, like I always wondered, what would Zelda, what would the Legend of Zelda be like if the uh, hero was a was a woman or a young girl
1: instead of some weird? Then it would be Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Japanese anyway. So. Uh, well, wait, yeah, it is, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been so waiting for it. Man. It's
3: gotta, it also. Cool.
2: I don't remember if she was be the bad girl or just playing batman but she did a really awesome job it almost looked like a like the ninja slash yes i I actually asked Mm. her
1: if she was doing batgirl or batwoman um because i was unfamiliar with the outfit and she said she's doing batgirl but the second one not the barbara gordon one uh the one that took over for barbara gordon Huh. yeah or well depending on which iteration of the batman series yeah yeah Um, But but it was still cool, though. It was a very cool outfit. She had ninja shoes. Um, (laughs) The other thing I got to do at Wizard World was I got to one of one of the queens of sci-fi. I got to talk to her, Nichelle Nichols, O'Hara from the original Star Trek series. And I told her, just like I tell everybody else, when I ask this question, you can blame John Barrowman. And yes, John. I'm coming for you at RCCC. Yep. You know, yep. yep. Be, he better be dressed to something sexy. <laughs> <I gotta say. laughs> I'm going to expect it this, this year. You hear um, that, John? You got to be... Uh,
2: you have expectations here.
1: And we'll have to tag him in his <laughs> site there for this one. Somehow. We gotta <laughs> that. Um, but my question was, and is, and always will be, from now on, of all the years of answering fan questions has there ever been a question that you wish someone would ask that you have never been asked? And to date, I actually haven't got a question until this WizardCon, and it wasn't by Nichelle Nichols, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Nichelle looked at me and said, Oh, I've, honey, I've been asked everything under the sun. Uh, you would not believe the questions I've been asked. Just everything. And then she paused for a moment and looked at me and said, and you know, until this moment when you just asked me that question, I had not realized I'd been asked everything under the sun. <laughs> and she said, that was a good question. So did her agent. Agent was like, that's a good question. And that's every time I've asked this question so far, it's been, that's a good question because it's, it's, un, it's not expected. Yeah. And uh, the other two uh, I went to uh, a voice uh, acting panel that they had there with uh, Tiffany Vollmer and uh, uh, Derek Stephen Prince. Uh, Tiffany Vollmer was the original voice for BOMA in the Dragon Ball series and Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I think she did it for just over 10 years. Uh, Derek has done a lot of different voices. He was e- He even did some of the live-action voices for uh, on one of the, uh, Power Rangers series, uh, mm-hmm. what he, uh, and Shino from Naruto, and a character I'm going to get to in just a second, because I hadn't realized it, um, so I got to talk with them a little bit, and I asked both of them that same question, uh, Tiffany, they both said that's a good question, I, I, I will admit I'm being proud of my question, And Tiffany just paused and just went, um, um, um. I think the question would have to be how to get a voice actress to shut up. Uh, (laughs) And Derek actually had a question. First one ever. And he said, the question I would want somebody to ask me is, if I had to come back as another animal, what would it be? And then he said, and this was in the panel, and then he said, and if you want to know the answer, you'll have to come to my booth later because I'm not going to say it here in the panel.
2: And I asked.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, the so,
2: wife, you know, has asked So got
1: <laughs> So we did go back, and we did ask him, well, all right, so what's the, what's the question? Is like, what's the animal? And he said, dolphins. And I was like, oh, okay, and I had no clue. And then he said, do you know why? And I'm like, um, because they're cool animals? He's like, no. I said, because of all the mammals in the animal kingdom, dolphins are the ones who have sex the most.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they have the it most sex, and that was just awesome. Sense. It does, I mean. <laughs> so, um, now... Before going to uh, to talk to Derek, uh-huh. bef- Before going to talk to Derek, um, I've mentioned here that I'm I'm doing voice work for a uh, an abridged series of Bleach, Bleach abridged by Four Sleep Productions. Yeah. Uh, and I'm playing a couple characters. One of the characters. Available on Vimeo, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> available on Vimeo. Um, uh, Uri Ushida, he's the Quincy, the archer in the series. And we're waiting for the people in front of us to finish talking with Derek. And they leave, and I am literally just about to step forward and say, Hey, Derek, when my wife look, uh, says to me, Hey, honey, isn't that your character? And points up at his banner. <laughs> Above
2: his head, by Above the way. Above his
1: head. And I look up, and there's the character, Uri Ushida, on his banner and i'm like holy crap i'm about to talk to the original english voice actor for the same character i am voicing in the abridged series and i just kind of went dumb literally for like a full minute i'm just like um wow oh wow damn a full minute? A full minute. I was like, damn. Crap. <laughs> I was like, um.
2: And of course, <laughs> stupid us didn't think to pay the 20 or $30 to get a selfie. To get
1: so. a selfie with oh, him, man. yeah. So, that so I could, tag it, but... Pointing at, at that. So, yeah, I got to meet. Uh, so, I did tell him that he needed to go check it out so he could, you know, let me know on my voice page how I actually did. Um, and he said, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and do that. So, I don't expect him to. <laughs> um I see the comment. Uh, but if I see the like, comment wow. I'll be like totally surprised. But yeah, that was so that was my funny my funny uh con story there. But that was yeah, uh other than that, uh, they had uh, a nerd off <laughs> where they were having people debate various sci fi and comic book uh
2: Axel did very well. He actually managed to someone was talking scientific nonsense for a moment, and he managed oh, to... Oh, I shut the guy down
1: completely. Yeah. Um, no, my my debate was who would win in a fight? Would it be the Flash or Cyborg? Because both of the actors from uh, uh, Justice, League? Justice League were actually there at oh, the Oh, nice. Comments. Yeah, they were both there. Ezra and um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name who played Cyborg now. Hmm. I'm zoning on it. Again, I'm failing with my sci-files facts here. A young dude. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, it's a younger actor. And I had this guy owned. I totally owned him in the debate. I really did. And I honestly think the only reason I didn't win the audience approval was because Flash was the more popular character. Yeah. But I had this guy owned in the debate.
2: And it didn't help that you weren't able to rebuttal The last thing that got brought up for him when he was doing his, my last second hurrah, this is why Flash would beat him. Because what he said made sense, and I don't, I'm kind of fading away about exactly what he said. Oh, something about, you know, Cyborg won't be able to learn every little thing about him, whereas the Flash could stop. Everything and learn and then eventually do. Yeah. The rebuttal for that would have been, well, actually, Cyborg could bring every information possible that no man has placed on the media and cameras.
1: Every bit of available information on the Flash would be available to Cyborg. Exactly. Yeah. That
2: would have be been the rebuttal, yeah. but unfortunately, because Axel wasn't able to rebuttal that, yeah. that might have also been. Part because of the it. Flash
1: is a more popular yeah. character.
2: That's why um, I got to do this thing called the trailer park, which is basically a couple people talking about um, the trailers that were coming up. Like, hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't stay long enough for the Affinity War one, but they did the Chris Robinson. They did um, the new uh, Wreck-It Ralph, which actually was cool. He gets to go on the internet.
1: Yeah, did they do. Uh, Ralph wrecks the internet. That going to be fun. Um, they did Jurassic World too.
2: I didn't see that one. No. no. Uh, there was a couple others, and that was pretty fine to want to listen to. And it was supposed to be like a a thing with the audience, but I kind of felt like it was more of the the people upstairs up there talking more than allowing the audience to really talk.
1: Mm. So another thing that happened while we were at. Uh, wizard con was that uh, I saw a couple of people walking around with unique camera setups I mean it looked like a, a little tiny backpack with just this little tube sticking up over their shoulder It turns out it was a camera huh. and I asked about it and it was it was a guy and a gal and uh, they had another guy with them who apparently was was uh, helping with the sound and stuff and I said hey uh, you know I asked him what this was about and he said oh no we're geeks live. We're live tw- uh We're doing a live show right now of WizardCon. We're testing out our new camera setups and we're doing a show. And I'm like, oh hey, that's really cool. It's like, yeah. I s- and I happen to mention that, yeah. I uh, ask, I'm I'm not recording right now, but I'm doing interviews for my show. That uh, I'm one of the hosts for. He, he wanted to know when I told him Sci Files on Rotten Corpse Radio, and uh, he let me do a shout out on their live show uh, for wizard world and it's called geeks life and I told him definitely do a shout out when we record our, our episode for wizard world and uh, so yeah check out geeks life they were really cool and letting me do a shout out for our show so we're doing a shout out for their show and from what I could tell they were having as much fun as we were there and they're on Twitch right yeah twitch, twitch TV. live
0: twitch show yeah yeah a lot of things are going around which we might end up at Twitch
1: at <laughs> some point. Well, no. yeah. Was, yeah. So. <laughs> now, we talked about going to the con, which was a lot of fun, Ryan, you said you didn't get to go. No. But you did get to go do something that we I didn't get you to go, go call do. I
2: sick leave. Uh,
1: you, you did get to go uh, the uh, here in uh, Portland, Portland OMSI, uh, Robot World. Yes. So I got to I got a
0: chance to uh, check out the uh, robot exhibit at um, at at um, It was a cool exhibit, definitely definitely a good exhibit for kids. Um, it's kind of a creepy exhibit for kids because there are some talking <laughs> robots there, and a lot of kids were kind of looking up at these robots like, oh, what? You know, like, why is this thing talking? <laughs> they didn't expect it, but. Um, it was pretty cool. Like I, I, I took one of my clients there. Um, he is a he's a young autistic guy. He, he loved it. He loved the whole thing. I mean, that was his idea.
1: Too. Okay, so I'm immediately going to be disappointed because you said it was a great exhibit for kids, which means there was no sex bot displays. No. Wow. <laughs> See, all right.
0: There was okay. nothing like that. Nothing but like that. I will say that the the couple things that were there set up for adults. Um, there was a blackjack robot that I beat twice. <laughs> <laughs> i was super happy about that because i watched that robot kill people left and right and i was surprised i even won um
2: but a little twice
0: yeah and then the tic tac toe robot which um we had one you know one cat game and i actually beat him twice in a row so <laughs> and i was also surprised by that because I was like i was waiting for the robot to actually beat me Failed, you know, failed experiment. It makes the same bad moves that most people do. So,
2: well, that stuff is based off of probably the probability of what people do anyway. Yeah.
0: So. Um, the one, the one thing I did see there that was also kind of a letdown. I was, because um, I was excited that it was going to happen. Was they were going to have like a, a battle bots almost, um, soccer game between four robots and. These things were kind of uh, driving around, and on team, I think it was like second team, um, the servos got broken on, on one of the robots, so he wasn't kicking the ball at all. <laughs> he was kind of just pushing it along, and the other one was doing spins, because um, he was just kind of spinning on one axis, because he couldn't fully move forward or backwards. Mm,
2: so you can buy them, then you can get your cook
1: but oh yeah you should have had the first robot push the ball to the one that was spinning (laughs) Boom, power shot
2: exactly it would
1: have worked yeah
0: um i thought the some of the interactive robots were kind of neat uh they had this one where um basically you could see it uh through the camera and this thing could basically go anywhere um it could it could climb up hills it could you know it can make its way out of you know dark terrain It has had a camera embedded in it that could see, you know, that had night vision. Um, So you you can see all that on the screen, and you had like a a one dial remote, which a lot of people were not getting the hang of right off the bat. I played a lot of RC program when I was a kid um, on the NES, so I totally got it (laughs) because it's it was um it's inverted access. Down is up, up is down, and so like that was no problem to me once I figured. Oh
1: hey. there is a reason that uh, the government looks at hiring gamers to do a lot of their <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so there was there
0: was a bit of that, um, uh, and then there was this other robot they had that was um, that could climb, and you, you could interact with that one as well. You can actually get it to climb up, and I think it was really hard to get a, to get the hang up. And it was um, it was basically set up like a spider. Ooh, very so. cool so it could like it, it had multiple legs it could the way it could work itself up like you know like a vine and stuff is really neat um i wish i could have got the hang of it to get it to go up i watched a couple people succeed at it but that was the one i was not good at <laughs> um yeah there's also um, there was also a documentary in the amyax theater for for the robots as well Unfortunately, my client did not want to go do that because I did. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think it's because I did specifically, but he didn't want to sit through a documentary. Mm -hmm. So instead, we went and uh, watched Ready Player One um, a week later, which was super fun because like.
2: We'll have to do a review for next time. yeah. Yeah, Axel and I have seen it. Yeah, it's that's it's. So it so can make so it's, so we could do
1: back-to-back reviews, Ready Player One and Infinity War, since that's right coming you know. out. Yeah, Let's no doubt. Play. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But I would definitely say for anybody who hasn't seen Ready Player One yet, is it is a nostalgia nut's like dream. And to me, this is like this generation's
1: last Starfighter. That's all I'm gonna say cool. about it. Cool. So, did they have anything about? Uh, did they have any part? I mean, I know you didn't see the documentary, but in in any of the interactions, or did they have people talking about uh, like some of the advancements of robotics and stuff like that? Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of like people talk.
0: Um, There were a couple uh, sit-down demos that you can like. There was the Google Drive, where they kind of explained how the drive works, um, like the self-driving car. Oh, cool. Um, how it uses uh, GPS and a rotating laser on top to uh, get a good grid of where it's going and what's in its way. It's also got fail-safes to prevent it from hitting bikers and other people. Um, And so it was kind of a neat little thing. Um, and there were some presentations on technology specifically, unfortunately, I, I had to kind of watch watch over my <laughs> client, so yeah. when he started walking away, I had to kind of run and chase him and then come back, <laughs> so I didn't get to see all the presentations, but, um, but it was still neat. It was still a really fun experience. Um, I got a lot out of it. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very interested in robots. I think the one thing I did see there that I really wanted to get, but it was kind of spendy. Was somebody had made a graphic novel of um, Philip K. Dick's uh, "Do Androids Dream of uh, Dream of Electronic Sheep"? Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's very, very detailed. I mean, this thing had to be like at least two hundred pages. I mean, it was cool. thick. <laughs> I mean, and it should be too because Philip K. Dick's book is pretty thick too. So, um, and yeah that's pretty much all i got for that experience yes.
2: cool
1: Sounds
2: right.
1: like it was fun it sounds like everybody had fun at robot world and wizard world yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we're looking at uh, i'm not sure if komori or uh, if uh, rose city comic-con is next which one is next but uh, i'm gonna try and go to both yeah so uh, i'm not, not sure if, i'm not sure if i'm gonna do komori this year just because of the bad input last year
0: it was a lot of, there was a lot of like sourness for how they ran the con, and yeah. I'm, I'm almost kind of...
2: I had to work that year, so mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah However, now that my schedule's changed and I have weekends off, I have no excuse other than, yay, I get to go more.
0: And I've only been watching some animes lately. Like I sat through uh, Attack on Titan Season 1, um, haven't gotten through Series 2 yet. Uh, nice of Sidonia, I've been watching with somebody else, uh, so we've been kind of worming through that a little bit, um, that was on Netflix, and then, see, there's a couple other, uh, I want to say there's a couple other animes that are on my list, and I think you gave me a few uh, horror animes to go check out, like Berserk, and which I actually got confirmation that Berserk is really cool, so. Yeah, Berserk is
1: cool, it's it's more, it, it, it starts out, more like a a mercenary battle anime but turns into a really dark twisted bit when they essentially go to hell just about oh. um is it
0: kind of like a uh... Of like the weirdness of uh, Neon Evangelion.
1: No, no, not at all. Or, no, this is or, more straightforward. Straight. Weird. It's it's <laughs> more like it's more like the three characters that they initially portray yeah. uh, as the uh, protagonists mm. uh, all have a dark fate that oh. gets explored throughout the series. That's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, the one that we've been watching anime-wise is the Rude Soldier, which is not sci-fi, but it's more of a medieval type, yeah. but it's still fun to watch. This character named Louie, he's adopted the son of this uh, guy who runs the magician guild, magician school, and yeah. he's learning to be a magician who's really bad at apparently going to school, <laughs> but wants to be an adventurer, and finds himself actually getting into an adventure, becoming an adventure with these three ladies, once a Miley, uh, Clark- a clerk. priestess, princess. a warrior,
1: and a thief. Yes. And they want absolutely nothing to do with him. Oh, wow. And uh, so it's kind of like uh, a play off the fact that it's, it's not a harem anime, even though it's one <laughs> guy and three women. It's that the three women think the guy is an idiot and constantly berate him. And and yes, they you should <laughs>
2: uh, what I actually like about it is that the outfits even though they're not they're not actually really sketchy yeah uh, the warrior lady is wearing an interesting kind of like bra thing with a, the cloth thing going yeah. and a cape and even though and it's not even sexy at all but it looks cool at the same time
1: it's almost very, but not quite bimbo plate.
2: yeah mm. kind of very amazonian like yeah so I was actually really impressed in how some of that came
0: out. I so. think the, the one anime I'm kind of looking forward to coming back, it's not even a traditional anime, it's like, um, or a modern traditional. Um, it's more of the like old 80s style, made for American audiences style of anime, which kind of threw people for a loop, because I, I read a lot of negative reviews on it saying, oh, this looks like shit, you know, it looks shitty, it's like colorization." But it was for the Castlevania. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, series, I want to see that. I really yeah. liked. I mean, they only did four episodes for a series, but they're bringing it back. So yeah, I haven't. W- it's on Netflix now, and I want to yeah. go see it. Yeah, we did a full review on it on uh, RottenCorpsRadio.com. So yeah, go check it out. And then
2: they did come out with the a third. A lot of
0: spoilers though, so don't just go read. It. Uh, <laughs> the third
2: season of My Hero Academy. Day my yet? hero
1: academia
2: unfortunately mm. I guess there was an issue with the F- W. the first episode because Japan didn't give Venetation there was delays
1: like, so it's not fully out yet, yet.
2: so they only had the second episode out and I'm not sure about the others yet
1: mm. and
0: I will say I will add one more thing about Castlevania for anybody who hasn't seen it if you've ever followed the video game series think of the storyline the like an expansion from the storyline of Castlevania 3 so if you ever played Castlevania Three Dracula's Curse, you might remember it. And this that was a long time ago for the NES. Um, I don't think any of the modern Castlevanias really kind of kept that. You know, kept that. I golden. haven't
1: played Castlevania since it was a coin-op game. Yeah, <laughs> <I just> <laughs> <laughs> that's where favorite. that was when I first played it, and pretty much the only time I ever yeah. played it. But I think the main character, like Trevor Belmont,
0: he his only video game I think was three. It was either three and Super Castlevania, but I could be wrong.
2: All I remember was cap. All I remember was you know cast castle stuff on top, bottom, and it's all like the sideways kind of plane. It's a side scrolling game. Side scrolling yeah. plane, yeah. and you got al- the guy. And it's always
0: had like a weird kind of steampunk feel to it, like always, even back before that was a thing. Yeah. There
2: was a lot of steampunk stuff by the way at the WizardCon. I was obsessed with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I all have right. some pictures
1: of those. So there we go, another one down the hatch. Yay. Thanks for listening to us here on the Sci-Files and uh, stay tuned for more. Alright, um, just check us out on social
0: media if you haven't already. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Um actually has, a, has a, uh, a public page you can follow The Voice of Axel. The Voice of Axel, um, Facebook. Yep. And then uh, Heather also has her own uh, page that you can follow as well. I think it's a uh,
2: this, your story discovered.
0: Yeah, your your story discovered, uh, which is an adamant sponsor of the show. <laughs> um, I insert the ad, or, or when I when I can actually remember, but it's always in the text. So read the description; you'll actually see it in there. Um, but yeah, Facebook, and then of course on all the usual uh, listening spots, you know, like uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. Leave a review, rate, subscribe. It's free. We're not charging Jack shit. Make a comment. (laughs) No.
2: Suggest things, you know, if you if there's something we haven't been talking about, say it. Yeah.